Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Nick Patel is the founder and CEO of Wellable, an organization focused on employee wellness. And now finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Nick. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. This is George Grumbacher, and it is time to go. Nick, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Nick Patel. I'm the CEO and founder of Wellable. Uh, we're based here in Boston, and so... Um, Certainly, currently living the impact of COVID-19 and the quarantine uh, as it relates to, you know, not as bad as New York, but certainly in New England. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, before I started Wellable, I actually was in finance and investment banking. So it's a little bit of an odd story, but just personal interest in, you know, living a healthy lifestyle, uh, an opportunity that I saw as it relates to bringing technology to the workplace um, kind of led me to start this company. Um, it's been, you know, a labor of love, certainly for the last, I think, eight years now. We're coming on our eighth year anniversary, so relatively young, but we've seen a lot of the industry change just in those last eight years. And as you can imagine, uh, most industries are beginning to adapt to what would be you know, considered a new normal, uh, both in the short term and probably in the long term as we kind of live in this post-pandemic world. And, uh, you know, as much as things change in the first eight years of the company, I got to imagine... Uh, things are going to be changing even more in the next in the next eight years as it's things move to digital solutions and, and things like that. So, looking forward to what that story is, and looking forward to, to hopefully impacting more employees as it relates to health and well-being. Yeah, appreciate that. So, we are having this conversation on May fifth, and it certainly does not. Well, it's early in the morning by me, and kind of a, a little bit later in the morning by you, but. Probably not going to feel like a traditional Cinco de Mayo today, but 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 we will make the best of it. So, all right. So coming, marrying um, wellness with with technology, it seems like uh, it's, it seems like a bit of a no brainer. But tell me a little bit more about that. Um, and when we say wellness, that's obviously a big category. Yeah, it's a huge category, right? I mean, just from a consumer perspective, um, health and well being is it's kind of a massive. Uh, sector with a lot of different kind of sub-industries. And the same thing applies for where we specifically sit, which is employee well-being. So the way we're trying to change lives is having a sponsor, in the case like an employer, maybe even a health plan, serve as an advocate and kind of organize a program for their employees or their members. Um, so as it relates to employee well-being, that spectrum, as I said, is, is fairly wide. So there's some companies who just offer an annual flu shot clinic and they kind of characterize that as an employee wellness program. And there are other groups who have something more comprehensive where that includes on-site fitness classes, maybe a digital platform, um, really engaging people in lifestyle behavior changes on a regular basis. In some cases, it may even provide financial incentives to encourage them to be healthy. So some companies uh, may offer a discount, for example, on the health insurance premium. So if you engage in this program, 
that's designed to keep you healthy. We benefit as the employer because you're more productive, more alert, more engaged at work. Likewise, if you're healthier, you're likely to have lower healthcare claims. So we're willing to share that financial gain with you in the form of maybe a lower uh, premium that you pay out of your paycheck um, every week or every month. Um, for us specifically, as it relates to how we deliver it, um, we think of employee well-being in the context of there's not really a one-size-fits-all solution, not just at the employer level where each company thinks about the program a little bit differently, but also at the employee level. So we really have a kind of a diversified business, everything from on-site services, as I mentioned before, from yoga classes to seminars to health coaching and things like that. As you can imagine, this world has changed substantially and probably more significantly than the other part of the business as it relates to COVID-19. Um, we're not allowed to go on site anymore, so we've had to digitize those solutions. So doing fitness classes or seminars as virtual fitness classes and webinars. Um, the other piece of our business is a digital tool, so it's seen uh, some benefits as it relates to kind of the value proposition for uh, delivering a wellness program in this current environment because it's a software platform. Uh, that platform allows employees to track their activity uh, beyond just physical activity from nutrition, sleep, mental health, things like that. We cover a holistic set of modules where in our platform they're earning wellable points. And again, a lot of employers are using that concept of tracking to provide financial incentives. Um, the one thing I think we've seen certainly since the uh, inception of the company, but really accelerated as the pandemic hit was just this move to digital solutions. Even though we have an on-site business, there was a large demand, it continues to be a large demand for digital tools. I think uh, the CEO of Microsoft during the earnings call kind of characterized it best. He said we had two weeks of digital transformation in two years. And I think we've certainly, certainly seen that as well, right? So we've seen a big push for groups saying, look, more now than ever, we need to care about the health and well-being of our employees. So that's been kind of brought to the forefront in general and specifically in certain different ways as it relates to mental health and other items. Um, and so that's kind of been a situation where we're obviously trying to serve those needs both in the marketplace and to the employers the best we can by providing them a way to improve the health and lifestyle of their employees while they're at home maybe or while they're just away from the office. Yeah, I appreciate all that. Some things that, that, that really stood out to me, um, this, this idea of that the, that the employer or the health plan is the advocate, I think that that's such a, it's, 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 it's a great term. And I think, and I want to get your take on it because this is, this is what you do. A lot of the time we need a little bit of help. When I say we, I just mean people in general, if it's, if it's getting financially healthy or getting physically healthy with a diet or exercise program, sometimes a little bit of a nudge, for lack of a better term, really helps out. So if it is your employer providing these resources and then incentivizing you, I have to imagine that that dramatically increases the probability or the possibility that you're going to take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, when you think of why people take any behaviors, and not just for things as it relates to health and well-being, but just really kind of any action, it's obviously some type of incentive, right? You decide to go eat because you're hungry, right? And it kind of satiates that need uh, for your hunger. Likewise, you drink water when you're thirsty, et cetera. 
Um, the reason people engage in any type of behavior is to kind of address a specific want or desire or need that they have um, as it relates to these type of programs. Having an employer in place or a health plan who has you know, similar interests, like they have an interest in you being healthy, productive, um, and things like that, and letting you share into those rewards and incentives just provides another element for why you would want to participate in something. So um, from our perspective, we can see it in our data. Uh, we see it in groups who even change the program. We've been with this for a while. So we see groups that you know, have a program in place and they decide to increase the incentive reward or even change the structure for how it's earned and how that improves their engagement um, in the short term and in the long term because people get that little nudge as you kind of characterized it to enroll in the program. And from our perspective, we try to use the financial incentive to be a tool to get people into the program, but not rely on it as a tool to keep people in the program. And what I mean by that is um, there's only so much you can pay people to go do things, yeah, right? For sure. And so the real benefit of being healthy is that you feel better. Most people, when they are eating better and they're working out, they can truly feel, even the, really quickly, even the two weeks of living a healthy lifestyle has a drastic impact on how you feel about yourself, how you feel in terms of being alert and things like that. So our goal is to use that financial incentive to get people into the program, provide us or the employer to use us as an opportunity to educate the employee, engage them in these behaviors. And once they see the impact on their life, that's worth so much more than any type of financial incentive can provide. So we really use that um, incentive or nudge to get people just into the program and let the program speak for itself from there. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And give people what what they need through giving them what they want, you know. And that's like that, that's that's such a powerful thing. I, I appreciate that very much. Um, it seems to me that that and time time will tell, but that this will move. And when I say this, I mean organizations offering additional programs like this will was probably going to move to more of a have to have than simply just a nice to have. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it was already trending that direction. So for the last decade, you know, the way I always characterize it is back in the seventies, you know, definition of how your employer participated in your retirement planning has changed, right? It was really the kind of the boom of the 401k. So the concept of pensions and things started losing traction and slowly transition. And it took decades for that to happen. But, you know, you look at new companies now, any of these big tech companies that didn't exist in the 70s that now are around have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of employees, they don't have pensions, right? They have 401ks. And now having a 401k to recruit the right talent to your company is a requirement. Like it's a check the box. You can't even get people in the door to interview for your company if you don't have it. In many ways, I feel health and well-being is experiencing the same kind of momentum, and it takes decades to kind of shake out. So in the last year um, or 10 years, we've seen a push for companies to have this. Often we find some of the companies who are most interested in offering a health and well-being program often do it for different reasons than what you would expect. You know, we talked about earlier how there is a joint incentive around keeping employees healthy and what that means to your bottom line. But often we find groups who are in really competitive industries looking to recruit and retain the right talent. Those are the reasons that they often launch the program because they see it as a benefit that 
lots of people, especially millennials, are looking to have as when they think about what they want from an employer and participate. So we certainly see that happening. And I think as more and more companies adopt these type of programs, it slowly becomes a need to have, not a nice to have. I do believe the pandemic um, in some ways has accelerated that. I think health in general, not just as it relates to infectious disease, is just at the forefront of everyone's mind. Um, it's also changing the way we think about the definition of a, you know, kind of quote, good employee wellness program. Um, 10, 20 years ago, it was about just doing physical activity, tracking how many steps you take and, and things like that. It slowly is morphing into a holistic concept, which includes mental health. And I think we're seeing that kind of trend get accelerated here where individuals who've always been kind of under mental stress, especially in the United States, are feeling that pressure even more so today from concerns about maybe their loved ones and their health as it relates to the, you know, uh, the pandemic, the financial pressures of the current economic environment. Things like that have kind of made the challenges and stress that everyone deals with kind of forefront and very clear that no one's escaping these type of pressures. And I, we're seeing from our clients and prospective clients that mental health is now becoming a bigger and bigger topic of discussion and employers want to find a way to provide a solution to help their employees cope and be resilient in these times. Yeah, it seems like it, it could really be a silver lining to all of this uh, is exactly what you're talking about is employers maybe who were reticent to be having these kinds of conversations or offering these kinds of service to their employees now recognizing that it's such an essential thing. So what are some of the ways that, that, that employers are able to offer those services? Yeah, in the current environment, certainly in the short term, they need something digital. Um, certainly in most of the states in the United States and a lot of the countries across the world, doing something on site, although it has benefits of having that kind of personal connection and that you know, face-to-face benefits, um, just aren't available today. So it needs to be something digital. <clears throat> what we're finding a lot of employers looking to do is to provide something digital that's also flexible. And so what I mean by that is um, everyone is working from home, so the environment by which, in which they're operating is very different. The state and city in which they're living in is very different in terms of, you know, what can you do outside, if you can go outside, how much of, you know, pressures on social distancing, are gyms even opened, um, when will they open, things like that. So having some, a digital tool that allows individuals to have a lot of flexibility in terms of how they want to be healthy, so really providing multiple options. I know you mentioned uh, kind of briefly in one of your other comments about financial well-being. So that flexibility really embraces a broad spectrum of holistic dimensions of health, from financial to sleep to nutrition to physical activity, et cetera. So we're finding that, and our tool is not designed to do that, so we've been the beneficiary of this trend, is that the digital tool allows groups to address the nature of working from home and the flexibility of kind of create your own program, so to speak, at the, at the employee level, allows people to focus on different things um, just because their environment in which they operate is just different in terms of what's available to them um, to you know, make some lifestyle changes as well as what's, what are they interested in in terms of changing in their personal life. Nice. I appreciate all that. Well, Nick, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? 
Yeah, so it's actually something we didn't uh, discuss necessarily too much in the, the podcast, but I would say empathetic leadership is the kind of the buzzword or topic we're talking to a lot of our clients with about. Um, everyone's kind of top of mind, not only about addressing health and well-being, but how do you bring people back to work? And there are a lot of challenges and different stakeholders that are in play here, right? So obviously, I think um, employers, depending on your industry, some more so than others, want to have employees in the office because it's a way for them to be productive. You need to balance that with what employees feel comfortable doing. You need to balance that with what um, your vendors, suppliers are asking from you and things like that. And so there are just a lot of competing interests that it always existed, but I feel given the nature of the current environment, um, managing the concerns of all parties and stakeholders in this environment is really important. It's exceptionally important now, maybe more so than ever, that you think about all those things. Um, obviously, everyone needs to, to run a business and they need to keep the doors open. But, you know, even showing and expressing or even acknowledging the concern from an employee potentially who may need to use public transportation to commute to work um, goes a long way um, in terms of, you know, getting everyone aligned and getting everyone back to work. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Yes, I, I absolutely agree, and uh, it's easier said than done, but I, I, I know that there's a lot of organizations who, who, who are making it all happen right now and, and who are pivoting and, 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 and showing up for the people, so appreciate that. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and Wellable, and how can they engage with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best place is to go to our website, so it's just www.wellable.co. Um, so .co, not .com. <clears throat> um, we kind of outline our solutions there. It's, there's a contact us page. You can get in touch with me from there as well. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Nick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to wellable.co. Check out all the great resources and programs they have available. I'll list all that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Nick. Yep, absolutely. Have a great day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.